Welcome to the Minute Sonship Live. Here we come once again, once again on a brand new page and a brand new way in a brand new manner of life, the very life of God expressed through us on a daily basis. And this is it. We are new, new made new. We are a new creation. This is truly, this is truly the place where victory abides. It is in the revelation of being a new creation. Victory and triumph in Christ that we're daily led in and by and through is found in the new creation man. In the one that is born again, the one that is born from above, the one that has reckoned the old way, the old manner of life dead once and for all. The one who's come to the end of the moment of natural existence and said, it is no longer I, but it is Christ who dwells in me now. And to that one, we speak the message of life. To that one, we speak a message of life that comes after death. To that one, we speak the message of the cross that leads us into this narrow way of life expressed through the only one that was given to man by whose name we can be saved, the Lord Jesus Christ. And outside of this new birth, there is only failure. Outside of being a spirit man regenerated by the Holy Spirit, there is only frustration and an entrapment of humanity. That if we consider our old life as, as it is right now, meaning we just, we just want to camp out in how we perceive things to be with unrenewed minds. We just want to camp out and, and flesh out and refuse to be a living sacrifice for God to be made acceptable to Him through the laying down of a carnal mindset. And putting on the mind of Christ, then at that moment we will live just like the world lives. We'll live, we'll live like heathens. We'll live, we'll live like those who are hellbound. And yet we have a destination that is heaven. And yet we have a glorious opportunity to live the very life of God here on earth. And how does one do that? How does one do that? Through transformation. This is the message today. Transformation. As simple and as complicated as this word is, transformation. Yeah, we know that. We've heard that. Yes, I know what that is. Metamorphosis, changing from one state to another, just like the little, like the little worm going in the little cocoon and coming out as a pretty little butterfly. Bye bye, butterfly. There goes the butterfly. All these little cute little stories, all these little finishing of sentences, and we know it and we know it. We know it all where no one can tell us we don't know anything. And yet live frustrated and yet live downcast, and yet live depressed. Wanting to do more for God. 
wanting to do better, and finding ourselves in defeat. Finding ourselves in the old mindset of no way out. All of that is a lie. All of that is, we have made choices to put us in those places. And I tell you the one choice, the main choice that puts us in those low, down, depressed places is a lack of renewing of one's mind. It is a lack of desiring transformation, which is from glory to glory. It is a process, a process of transformation. We're his workmanship. He's constantly working on us. As we abide in the word, as we open our hearts to the spirit of the living God that is in the word of God, he then is given liberty to produce his liberty in us. He then is given an ability to live this free life that is from above and not beneath, not chained to humanity into carnal expressions and fleshy, fleshy bondages. Let's go Romans 12. I was before the Lord, which verse to start off with, and Romans 12 seems the most appropriate. Romans 12, 1, that we should really be in all the time, living it out, living it out, living it out, living it out, picking up the cross daily, reckoning the old men dead and now knowing I'm alive unto God. Now to know that I have brand new life in him. And this is a life of dominion. This is a life that is from above, a life that as I believe, I speak and I decree and mountains budge. And life is released into dead places and brings living hope to the ones I associate with. Life through me flows. How? Right here, the verses will find out how. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, this is Paul writing to the Romans. He is writing to us. The Holy Spirit is speaking to us right now, saying, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, that word beseeches, I urge you. I invoke, I, I invite you to hear this out. I'm pleading with you, Paul says. I urge you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies, the mercies of God, not the wrath of God, but by the mercies of God, because of his such great love that he has towards us. Hear him out today, because he loves you, and he knows what's best for you. Listen to his voice today. By the mercies of God, we're being beseeched today. Being summoned again to the high place of revelation. No longer I, but the risen Savior, the glorious King of glory lives in me now. Not I anymore. Wanting to do better and never making it better. 
But the living Christ who strives over it all lives in me. So now I'm already above. I'm already in the better covenant. I already, I already am a better expression of life, the very life of faith that pleases him alone. Even Moses did not have access to this. He had to veil his face. And Paul in that chapter, in 2 Corinthians chapter 3 says, but we now, because of this new covenant, this better covenant, we are bold towards you. With unveiled faces we are today. Oh, glory be to God. Transformation is liberty. You want a way out? You want a way out? Undergo transformation. How, Desi? Let this word have the final say to all that you do. Don't finagle your way around and live in the flesh and think you're pleasing God because you have some sort of ambition to please God sometime or some moment when the right opportunity arises. No. In Christ, we are fully pleasing to God through the new creation, man. May the very righteousness of God in Christ. How does one communicate this to a carnal mindset that is full of condemnation? Only through the light of revelation by the power of the Holy Spirit. I feel so bad, I feel so sad, I feel so, I feel so, I, I feel so, I failed God again. Enough of that. <laughs> Let's draw a line and say bye to that. No longer do I communicate with your old self. No, you are dead, you have no voice. And we come here to the word of God that's communicating truth to us. And thus we speak as new creation men. Thus we speak as one that's born again. And thus we speak as one that is being persuaded by the living word of God. Living life by faith. What is that? Living the life of the word of God. That's what that is. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies, your bodies. Present your bodies. These tents that host the Holy One. We are now temples of the Holy Spirit. Present this temple to God, for it is His. Present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. It is your reasonable service. That word, present your body as a living, living sacrifice. The word sacrifice is the Greek word 2378, thusia. And it means sacrifice and offering. 
The word study of this, that we are now to be a living sacrifice, the word study of sacrifice, in case we want to know what that looks like. It is an offering. Let your body be an offering to God. An official sacrifice prescribed by God. You see, it's prescribed by God, not how you want to prescribe yourself what is acceptable to God, that you decide that. No. To be a living sacrifice is to be an offering that is prescribed by God in accordance to the word of God. And the word of God says it's no longer you. You died on that road of Damascus like Paul did. Seeking to persecute the ones that are from above because you're from beneath before you were born again. We all have that story. We've all, should we be born again right now, have passed from death to life. And death is always a persecutor of life. An intimidator. We have now forever passed into life. A resurrected life that shut down death forever. Because we now live in the spirit where life is forever, eternal life. So this living sacrifice, we're back to it. An official sacrifice prescribed by God, hence an offering, hence an offering the Lord accepts because it is offered on his terms. You see, Christianity is all about his terms. See, this is the most supernatural life that one can live, the Christian life. Because it's on the terms of God, and God is spirit. And so you are walking in a life prescribed by the living God. When you're reckoning your old man dead, you're living life that is of the spirit. That is fully pleasing to God. Fully pleasing to God. Because we are born from Him. His children we are now. A sheer delight to Him we are. Pure joy to Him we are. His very offspring. So we can now, with such a desire, lay down our bodies, our carnal ambitions, and put on this new man that is fully pleasing to God. Verse 2, and do not be conformed. Here's a choice we have to make. We're going to be either a living sacrifice undergoing transformation or we'll be conformed to the world. And this really is something that we decide. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed, be transformed by the renewing of your Mind, be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove 
what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. What this is speaking to me is that unless I choose to be transformed by the word of God, by renewing my mind, I will not know God's perfect will for my life. And I'll be groping, so to say, in the dark, through carnal senses, trying to discern something that is only found in God, His perfect will. Wanting a carnal mind that's not renewed by the Word of God to understand the will of God for my life, the plan of God for my life. And so because the carnal man does not understand the things of the Spirit, then we draw all little tangents what the will of God for my life is. And so I start making my own little plans. My own little decisions that kind of seem to line up somewhat with what I perceive Christianity is all about. Christianity is a divine life that is from above. Christianity is the very life of Christ lived out on earth through a human vessel that has now made us a temple of the Holy Spirit. This is what Christianity is. Christianity is the very power of God demonstrated through huma to humanity and through humanity. Jesus coming in the flesh. The strong, righteous hand of God coming in the flesh, the word of God. To bring forth salvation. A saving from the very clutches of Satan. There's nothing cute nor fun nor sweet and friendly in the world. The world system. Satan's kingdom. He's the Lord of this world system. We Christians are a light into a dark world. We're on fellowship with dark, call it cute and fun. An exhilarating, yes to your flesh man it is. But the flesh man is an enemy to God. So to be a living sacrifice, it is to be one that is fully submitted to the way of God, which is the word of God, which is the life of God, which is truth for he is. He is. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus is the only way we come to the Father. Romans 12, 2, in the Strong's Concordance reads, Do not be conformed to this world. To be conformed is to fashion alike. To, to, to really be an imitator of the world. To really sound like the world. To look like the world. Conform to the same pattern of the world. 
But be transformed. That word transformed. This is the message, transformation, right? It's 3339 in the Greek metamorpho. It is to transform, to transfigure. It comes from two words, meta and morpho. Meta means with, to change after being with. Focusing on the aftermath of the context that you are in and with. And the word morpho is to change form in keeping with inner reality. To change form in keeping with inner reality. So transformation. Transformation is a conformity to Christ who dwells within you. Once we've been with him, meditated his word, a change happens. A shift of understanding, an enlightenment of my eyes to see a new, to see the right way, to see through the spirit man, to see true reality that I'm not under circumstance, but I'm a dominator in this circumstance. That only comes through transformation. Not, not, not reading another self-help book. Not creating new little habits to silence the old bad habits. But it's to come to this understanding I'm brand new already. And this new man has the very life of God. Flows in the fruit of the Spirit. This is the new habits you're looking for. But it's not of natural, habitual, something, something, training your outer man. Your outer man is to be silenced. Your outer man is to be reined in. Your outer man is to be exercised the gift of self-control upon. And thus this word metamorpho, when you put these two words meta and morpho, means Transformed after being with, transfigured. This very same word, as I've said it so many times, and I'm sure you've heard from different preachers and messages, that this word is also used regarding Jesus on the Mount of Transfiguration, that he was transfigured in Matthew and in Mark. That the disciples, those three disciples, saw Jesus in the true state of who he is. Pure light, for God is light. For the word of God is light. And we too now are the light of the world because he dwells in us. Because we daily are partaking of light, his word. So we be too built up in our inner man. By faith. So we too shine forth a glorious light to be proclaimers of the message of Christ. Bold proclaimers. 
unwavering stand for Christ. Without undergoing transformation, mind renewal, we're sunk in the flesh ways. Really in that sea of frustration. But Paul said in, in Romans 7, who shall deliver me from this body of death? Thanks be to the Lord Jesus Christ, he wrote. Why? Because only through Christ are we found on the other side of victory. On the other side in the, in the life of the Spirit. Move from death to life. To live in life. To live in life in the God life, it is to live in hope, to live in faith. And hope does not disappoint. Faith is an enabler. Faith is an enabler. Of things hoped for. Evidence of things not seen. To walk a life in the possibility of the word of God. To walk life in the possibility of the mind of Christ. The very liberty of expression. Life in the spirit. Life that is hopeful, life that is exuberant, life that is filled with the very joy of the Lord, no matter what we go through, it buoys us up, it brings us up, it always propels us forward and never backward. Never stuck are we in the life of God in a moment of destruction. Never, never, never. We move the moment out of the way. Ha ha, get thee behind me, Satan. You're under my feet. Moment of perdition. I'm not of those that shrink back into perdition, but I'm of those that press on unto salvation. Glory be to God. What is your portion today? What is your reality today? What is your mindset today? Let it be Christ. Let it be the word of God. And if it's not the word of God, then press and start attaining. Put all, all distractions aside and get back into your first love of the word of God. Get back in the gospels. Back in the very love of God. For God so loved the world, he gave his son. What do you believe? What do you believe? Let it be the word of God. Let it be the word of God and not the word of man. Let it be the eternal word of God and not the momentary expression of human words and taunts and fears and 
intimidations. No, we fear God and we do not fear man. Glory be to God. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That word renewing, it is a 342 word in the Greek concordance. It is a renewal or change of heart and life. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. By changing your mind. That word actually also means renovation. To renovate your mind. You demolish the old structure. You throw out the debris. And you allow the word to build the new, the new life. The mind of Christ to be established fully in you. And you are a full-time participator in this, by the way. Ha! Huh? By bringing down every argument that's exalting itself above the knowledge of Christ. By demolishing strongholds. Roll your sleeves up, so to say, and get to work. Which work, Desi? The renewing of your mind work. That word 342, renewal, it comes from, it is anakinosis. Ana means up, completing a process which then intensifies kino, which is the second word to make fresh, new. This word properly, when the two words are put together, this word renewal, it is a new development, a renewal achieved by God's power. Achieved by the power of the Holy Spirit as we lay down our lives as a living sacrifice. Then the Holy Spirit is given the liberty to bring up himself in us. Let's go to 2 Corinthians 3. Transformation. Transformation is a mind renewal. Transformation is the fight of faith. Transformation is waging a good warfare with the Word of God and refusing to let go of that which God has entrusted to you, His very life that's found in the Word. Transformation is being a good soldier for the Lord Jesus Christ and not conforming to the ways of the world and engaging yourself in the affairs of the world. Transformation is how we get to understand the will of God for our lives. To discern, to test, to prove the will of God. The best will of God. The seasons He's ordained for our lives. Every moment that He's already predestined us to walk in. 
when we undergo transformation, it is a perfect matchup with his plan. What is his plan? To be conformed to him, to the image of Christ, image being icon, the exact replication of him. Here we see, here we see. Let's start chapter 3, 2 Corinthians verse 12. Therefore, Paul writes, since we have such hope, the hope of this new covenant, the hope of the ministry of the Spirit, not of the letter that kills, but of the Spirit, of the living word, the living word. Since we have such hope, we use great boldness of speech. See, this word emboldens you. This word makes you strong. This word is your living bread. This word is what you eat to strengthen you in this hour, to give you a sharp gaze in the spirit, to open up your ear. Your ears have been clogged up with doctrines of men and religious traditions. This word alone that is of the Spirit transforms the heart to think the thoughts of God. So out of the abundance of our heart, as we believe, our mouth speaks unto life and not unto death. Because your life is held where? Where is the power of your life? It's expressed through your tongue which reflects the persuasion of your heart. You are becoming exactly that which you believe. Exactly that which you believe you are becoming. So how do we shift our living life here now? By renewing our mind. By changing the way we think. It's no longer the old way. It's about this new manner of life. That is found when we behold him as in a mirror. When behold him as in a mirror. We're being transformed into this image that we are beholding. Are you beholding him in the word today? Or you just, or you just out of, out of some sort of memory of something, something speaking things. Just cause you heard someone say, someone you highly esteem potentially say certain things. This is what we highly esteem. He is the one that we esteem above all. And so we speak his word. And so we think his thought. This is transformation. Paul says, we use great boldness of speech unlike Moses who put a veil over his face so the children of Israel could not look steadily at the end of what was passing away. Passing away. For a new thing he brought forth. His very son. 
the Word made flesh. So that in Him, in the Word made flesh, we have newness of life. But their minds were blinded, for until this day the same veil remains and lifted in the reading of the Old Testament, because the veil is taken away in Christ. The veil, this blindness, only is removed in Christ. This body of death that is so blind, flesh is blinding. Is only stripped in Christ. When we walk in the Spirit, and the new creation men will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. See, the two things are polar opposites. You either are in your old man in carnal thought, fighting some sort of a losing battle. The death of the flesh is there. To then, when we reckon it, to, to bring it into submission, then we are thrust into this new life. It sound like, sounds like basics. But this is where a lot of battles are lost. The veil is taken away in Christ, but even so, even to this day, when Moses is read, a veil lies on their heart. Nevertheless, when one turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. The blinders fall off. And with example is, of course, Paul on the road to Damascus. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But we all with unveiled face, beholding us in a mirror, the glory of the Lord are being transformed, are being transformed in the same image. What image? The image that you're beholding that is of the Spirit. It's even by the Spirit. It is the image of liberty. Conformed to liberty. You're transformed to liberty. From crawling on the ground, eating dust like the worm, to soaring in the heights of God, liberty. You're no longer mere human person. You're no longer, you're no longer the one that you actually see in your natural mirror in the bathroom or in your hallway. But you are the true man that you, you see in the mirror of the word of God. You are the word of God made flesh in the moment of the revelation when you attain and when you've put your eyes and your heart has meditated the word of God. The word is taken, taking form in you, transforming you, transfiguring you. I'm not the old Desi. I know her. Maybe you did at some point. I'm brand new creation. It's the one you want to know. We're no longer to know each other after the flesh ball rights. 
Same as we don't know him now after the flesh, Christ, but after the spirit. He's the resurrected king of glory now. We all with unveiled face, unveiled face because we've turned to the Lord, because the veil is taken in Christ. We're in Christ now, and so we have unveiled faces. Your face before God is unveiled. There's no shame there. Unveiled face. A bold face. Not an arrogant face. But a confident face. Confidence based on the word of God. Beholding us in the mirror, the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. Just as by the Spirit of the Lord. Verse 17, go back to 17. Now the Lord is the Spirit. And so by the Lord who is the Spirit... Transformation is happening. But as we behold the mirror of the word, do you see the partnership we have with God? So many talk about the sovereignty of God, like God doesn't need men. That's wrong. That's wrong. God desires fellowship with us. And we are his very agents of the plannings of his, of the counsel of the will of God that will be established on earth. He's using vessels to proclaim it. The church that proclaims the manifold wisdom of God, that even the angels are listening to us the church, the ecclesia, the ruling body of Christ. There is a partnership between God and man. That's why Jesus came, to make us one with God. As long as you see yourself separate from God, there is error. There is error in the thought process. Come back to the reality of in Christ you're made one with your heavenly Father. That's the partnership. We are one. We are one. And without transformation, we always will live this separate life, fending for ourselves, providing for ourselves, thinking our little thoughts when God says, I'm one with you. Trust me. Do not worry about your life. Why? It is his life lived through you now. And this life is a life of liberty. Back to verse 17 in the Strong's. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. There is freedom. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And it is by the Spirit. Where freedom is, the transformation happens. This is sheer freedom. 
Transformation is not bondage. I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to. No, no, no. Transformation is freedom to renew your mind, to think his thoughts. That word in the King James, New King James is liberty. In the Strong's is freedom. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. It is this, the Greek word, word 1657, eleutheria. It is liberty, freedom, especially said a state of freedom from slavery. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty from slavery. Slavery, what slavery? The bondage of the flesh. Galatians talks about it. There are two covenants. But we are of Sarah, the free woman. We are of the spirit, not of Hagar representing the flesh. There is bondage, but we are of a new covenant. There is of the spirit. Liberty from slavery to the flesh. Not to be jerked around by every temptation, every lustful desire, whether through the eyes, through the flesh, or the pride of life. No, that is under our feet in Christ now. That is not your identity anymore, and it's not an excuse either. You're brand new now. Liberty especially a state of freedom from slavery. One of the words of the nuances of this word is, I like here in the Thai Greek lexicon, is liberty to do or to omit things having no relation to salvation. Liberty, so where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty to do or to omit things having no Relation to salvation. Flesh counts for nothing, buddy. So why are you caught up in the works of the flesh? Why do you want to be stuck in the old tradition? In the old way of thought? You are brand new. You're brand new. You're from above. And you now have liberty to live free from the bondage and the enslavement of the flesh. How? Transformation. Transformation is your way out. Transformation that you're brand new, brand new, brand new, brand new. Stand brand new, forever His. You are forever His, one with the one that loves you. You want unity with love? You have it. In Christ, you have it. In Jesus' name, we are done. Amen, amen.